0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Orchard Park Public Library's In Good Health podcast. We have the one, the only, sharing with us, as always. Hello, Sharon. Hello, Tim. Hello, everyone. (laughs) So just a little recap before we get into today's topic. Uh, We're just coming off of another week where we had our group in. We did kind of a a gardening expo. We talked a little bit about starting a garden, um, you know, tricks of the trade, um, you gave some great tips, and then we had you know our our seed collection given out um, for everybody. It was so nice to be outside. It was nice in Buffalo. The weather is finally starting to get you know warmer, and yeah, finally. And it's just so nice to have our group together again. So if you guys are listening in, thank you so much for coming to that event, and we will see you next month. Uh, we'll be doing a yoga, Pilates, breathing exercise outside, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that, and I'm sure that's gonna be a lot of fun for us. Today, we are gonna be talking a little bit about what we've been getting at. It, it seems like it's part of a, a, a series of um, talking about agriculture, farming, gardening. Um, these are all, you know, tricks of, of self sufficiency, certainly, but it's also when we look at health. You know, that being able to at least have the knowledge of where our food comes from is very important, right? Um, To that end, I think it's important that we bring up, uh, you know, these two factors one being um, GMOs, genetically modified organisms, and organic farming, and what those two kind of forces mean. For us as everyday consumers when it comes to knowing the history of our food and our food chain. So to begin with, I just want to preface this by saying that all the information that uh, we have gathered here today um, for this podcast episode has been articulated through information that you can find on the USDA government website, okay? It has been looked at through the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the Environmental Protection Agency, and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Okay, so these are where the sources are coming from for this information. Uh, To begin with, I'm just going to go over what it is we mean when we say GMO. So a GMO is a genetically modified organism. So it's a plant, animal, microorganism that has had its genetic material, meaning its DNA, Changed using technology that generally involves the specific modification of its DNA, so that could include something like the transfer of specific DNA from one organism to another, um, but in short it's it's a form of um, you know genetic engineering for our food okay
1: you can sum it up in little snippets by saying it's artificially manipulated in a lab, mm-hmm. it's incorporating genetic traits to an organism or it's synthetic. So it's something that's um, made uh, f- uh, taken away from its organic state. Yes, and like you yeah. said, the genes or um, parts of DNA to produce something desirable, right. whether it's a longer shelf life or drought-resistant, something mm-hmm. uh, to gain a positive result.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So what GMO crops... Are out there. Um, only a few types of GMO crops are grown in the United States but some of these GMOs make up a large percentage of the crops that are are grown. So for us that probably means we're looking at um, a large amount of GMOs that come from something like the production of soybeans, corn, sugar beets, canola, and even cotton which I thought was that was um, surprising. Um, so those are the big ones. Why do we have GMOs? Humans have used traditional ways to modify crops and animals to suit their needs and tastes for, I mean, since we've been, um, you know, cultivating the land. So, you know, we could say 10,000 years. So things like crossbreeding and selective breeding when it comes to plants or animals, the mutation breedings are all examples of traditional ways that, uh, we make changes to our food and our food chain. Um, modern technology obviously has been incredibly beneficial when it comes to how we make food, how we, you know, farm our food. Uh, you know, when it comes to, you know, food short- shortages – Having this kind of technology to rapidly um grow things like corn or wheat is certainly astounding and one can marvel at the scientific progress that we have been able to um you know input when it comes to making this food and certainly being able to feed more people is is a great thing right um whether or not g m o s uh you know I'm, I, let's if we can talk a little bit about how GMOs affect pesticides. Right? Uh, GMOs can be used actually uh, when we're talking about engineering food to actually have a um, repellent against um, certain, uh, you know, if 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 insects were to invade a certain species of plant it can be modified to actually repel those, um, insects, let's say. Um, but, you know, whether or not this is something, you know, not to spook the horses, but what we're getting at here is that having the option to, um, manipulate, alter, um, exponentially grow the amount of food that we're, um, making as a country, as a planet is certainly something that we should, uh, keep our eyes on. And again, you want to just be mindful of these things when it comes to the food that we are consuming. Um, again, we're mostly talking about things like for us, wheat, soy, um, corn, and these are used, you know, when it comes to, uh, Factory farming for things like cereal, for um, most of, you know, your... Well,
1: even corn syrup. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Everything oh, yeah. that corn is in, mm-hmm. it's in a lot of products. So if you've got something genetically modified and it's affecting, you know, uh, well, actually, it's 75 to 80 Percent of all conventional grocery
0: products contain GMO. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. So, which know, is a big a number. That's a big amount. number. Yes. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> a very large number. Yes. Yeah. Um. So the um, the counterpoint to this maybe would be something like organic farming. Right. Um. We talked about this a little bit on our presentation about the the steps that you know, farmers have to go through in order to have their food be certified organic, right? Versus uh, a GMO food. So again, coming from the Department of Agriculture, they have this great little write-up when it comes to Organics 101. And can GMOs be used in organic products? So um, they have the use of genetic engineering or genetically modified organisms, GMOs, are prohibited in organic products. So this means that an organic farmer cannot plant GMO seeds. An organic cow, for instance, can't even eat a GMO, um, from something like corn or, and that, you know, GMO ingredients, uh, they, there can't be any GMO, um, cross contamination when it comes to organic foods.
1: And if there's a uh, non-GMO certifications, it'll say non-GMO verified. And that came into effect in 2007, and that literally follows everything, the cultivation, the production, processing, storage, distribution, every single thing from raw material up, like you mentioned, you know, whatever the cow is eating, the feed, um, you know, they have to have a receipt for every single detail. Right. And it has to be third-party certified. So if you're having something organic, It's definitely not GMO. And that also, we want to mention that you could have something that's non GMO that is not organic.
0: Mm You're not interchangeable.
1: If it's Mm -hmm. organic, it's not GMO, but it could be non GMO and not be organic. So don't always think if you're having something non GMO, it's automatically. Organic, but it is automatically non GMO if it's organic. I know it sounds confusing, but it is very simple.
0: Yes. (laughs) And Sharon, you bring up a good point. You can go into a grocery store now and you can find a lot of these buzzwords like organic. Um, And it might not be certified organic, right? So it might, and I think that's getting to your point where it might not be a GMO, but it's not necessarily certified to be completely organic. If it has to seal, the USDA seal,
1: it's right. 95 to 100 percent organic, yes. which means there is a leeway of 5 percent of products that cannot be organic, but basically it has to have had that trail, that mm-hmm. paper trail, to and it's third-party certified to have it USDA certified, 95 mm-hmm. percent or, or 100, but mm-hmm. there are other levels, you know, two or three other levels of certification for Organic, it's just it would not have that seal, and it would be less. Or you might see um, one or two products in, um, you know, in a package that are organic, mm-hmm. but again, the whole package can't be certified.
0: Mm-hmm. And this is even something that's different, uh, Sharon, from something compared to say uh, GMOs and pesticides, right? So these are two right. separate forces at work when it comes to our food. So. Saying that something is uh, not GMO doesn't mean that it hasn't been sprayed with pesticides either, right?
1: They usually haven't been, but um, it's not a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: that, that something wouldn't be. But most non-GMO verified third-party verified uh, products are not sprayed.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are bringing this up because again, we've been talking about. Uh, agriculture as a historical, you know, phenomenon, but also in relation to our overall health. We've talked a lot about our gut health and certainly there is a lot to be said for, uh, you know, the microbiome and how it relates to what we eat, right?
1: Uh, And you bring that up at a good point because also the GMO um, traits that you can – that you can trace the genes that are passed Mm -hmm. can also pass to your gut bacteria or it can also be found in the body.
0: Right. Right. So again, knowledge is power and having the history of our food, um, is very, very important. I think there's a lot to be said for us when we do go grocery shopping or, you know, collect our food from the farmer's market. Um, I mean, how many of us really take the time to... You know, we make our shopping list of what we need, but do we take the time to uh, figure out where our food is from? I know, for instance, I'm not going to name names of certain companies, but it can be listed as something that is, um, you know, healthy, healthy food. But when I look where it's come from... You know, it can be produced somewhere in Florida, but then it bounces to another state where it's you know packaged, and that package is brought to you know to my grocery store. So the chain of of manufacturing it can even is, go country to country. Yeah, or even country to country, right? Exactly. And it, we're getting you know, this is not to say, we're talking about GMOs specifically here, or just food in general. But it certainly plays a huge role when. Sharon, you bring up just how much GMO food is in our grocery store, you know?
1: It's really hard to get away from it. And, yeah,
0: right. And we right. don't
1: realize it because like you said, you know, we just go in with our list, but and we don't think about it. We're in the produce section, but that's extremely important in the produce section because we're getting raw um, vegetables and things that we're ingesting and if it's been sprayed with an herbicide, we're we're going to get that herbicide in our food. Right. We're cooking it, or we're juicing it, or we're eating it raw, but it still has a pesticide on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's all I really wanted to say about the. We you know we are bringing information of GMOs and organic foods, right? Uh, so knowing what we mean when we say GMOs, knowing what we mean when we say organic, that's very important. Um, for us when we are purchasing food, you know, if, if we are not growing the food ourselves, it's just important to at least have that knowledge in the back of our heads when we make decisions of what foods we want to eat. Right. And we
1: should mention the
0: EWG. Yes, please.
1: Um, So, EWG, for anyone who has not heard us say it uh, as many times as we have, um, I really think it's a great tool to use. It's the Environmental Work Group, and they uh, print out every year, um, they bring out a new list and some of the same things are always on that list but it is either the dirty dozen or the clean 15 and the dirty dozen are the um, highest sprayed pesticides herbicides fungicides that um, show residue on plants for instance this year the first one is strawberries Mm -hmm. number two is spinach three is kale four nectarine and five apple so those are things that We wouldn't want to compromise on, and we might want to pay the extra money for the organic because we know that those are really heavily sprayed. And the clean 15, the top few were uh, like avocado, pineapple, onions, um, eggplant. You know, those, you know, if if we're watching our pennies at the same time as Mm -hmm. we're, you know, making sure we're doing great for our health, mm-hmm. then those are the things we don't have to worry about. But the EWG Dirty Dozen Clean 15 is a great list to follow just um, to give us some insight
0: into what what plants and vegetables, what vegetables and fruits it's, are sprayed. It's a great resource. And Sharon, you've done a great job throughout, I mean, the few years that we've been doing this program now of bringing them up and giving that list out to our patrons for our programming and it really is a helpful tool when it comes to shopping for groceries, knowing what, like you said, what we should not be compromising ourselves when it comes to what we're eating uh, and what our, where is our safe ground, right? So uh, right. that's a great resource to share with people and to look up, um, you know, on, online.
1: And it comes out every year in the month of March. Yeah. So we just got a new one very
0: recently. Yeah. Poor Strawberries. I feel like they've been on the top of the list of first – the last couple of years <laughs> that we've been doing this. <laughs> they have never gone below the f- number five
1: as far as I remember for
0: years. Yeah. Years. <laughs> That's a shame. for strawberries. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much. We will be back next week to have another episode with you guys. As always, Sharon, I want to thank you for being our guiding light in this. And thank you guys for listening in. We will see you next week. Everyone thank take you, care and stay you. healthy. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.
1: Bye-bye.